Hey guys, my name's James. And I'm Corwin. And welcome to This Movie's, movie's Gay. Gay. Yeah. I oh, you I have to fuck it up a little bit because James did that last time I did it. I don't know what episode. It happened. It's, it'll be the next one because we're recording out of time. But Corwin, I have two things that I would like to start up front, but I would like to open it up. One, I have a new segment. You're going to like this segment. I'm, uh, there's no joke behind it. You will enjoy this segment. And then the other thing is just an idea I have for our podcasting network. And our guests are part of the podcasting network. So let's open it up. I need to turn my headphones up a little bit more. But Turn hey, mine up too. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, we is about to, to have a short break, but you're not going to hear it in the edit because I know what I'm doing. Bye bye. <laughs> we could still talk while this is happening. Is that better? Yeah, that's a lot oh, better. Oh, yeah, guys. You aren't hearing a difference, but in our headphones are sweet little cans. They're beans, practically. Cans. Hey, guys. You, <laughs> that's what they call headphones. Cans. I so, I don't, when when oh who, it's who it's a that? radio term they call is throw it, the cans on is it because the kids with the tin cans and the, and string? the string yes it is might that be that what it's from yeah, it could be that or I they old headphones might have just looked more can shape do i don't know, know those actually work they do yeah but you have to keep the string taut yes yeah. i don't know enough science to be able to explain why they work. It's because of the uh, vibrations. Fibromyalgia travels through the, the vibrations string. in the string and gets amplified via the cup. So does that mean that you can actually see the sound waves in the string if you put like a, a very like high quality recording device on the strings? Oh, maybe. I feel like Honestly. you would be able to. I feel like you would. Yeah, I did see a professor of audio engineering make a microphone out of some wire and a bubblegum wrapper. Oh, that's And it sick. worked. I mean, it was terrible quality, but it did record sound. Was oh. the bubblegum wrapper like that wax paper? No, it, it, it had to be like a tin foil one. Okay, uh -huh. so you can make a microphone with tin foil and wire? Yeah, yeah. If you just had tin foil, yeah, go for it. DIY microphone edition. Do I, I, I have like questions really about this. Shitty five minute life hack. Because I feel like yeah. if I ever had to go back in time, like I would need to make a microphone for whatever reason. I don't know why. To amplify yourself so or, you can be heard. Make some, I guess headphones would be. I'm. Why would I have headphones? I can't even make an iPod. You want to know what's crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Before we... There's, I think on the first episode of Boy Meets World, he has like tiny earbuds. I didn't know earbuds went back that far. I don't... When was Boy Meets World invented? Boy Meets World was what? <laughs> like 97? I don't know. I feel like they still use the, like, you know, the... No. No. <laughs> Nicole said they had them, but they were just shitty. Maybe that's what she said. I don't know. I have headphones oh, on. Yeah, that's what she said. Because you would, yeah. like, plug them into, like, fucking Walkmans and yes. shit, right? Yeah. Ah. Nicole said, Yes. No, she said, okay, but hey, guys, can we, you want to introduce <laughs> okay. our guests? Let me uh, talk. Oh, so yeah. this week we have two special guests with us. You'll know them from other podcasts that James records and is now starring on, I guess. Is you it starring? I don't know how do that. I don't intro. know that. <laughs> I James know. wants me to like talk about people, and I just want you to awkwardly say hi in your name. Go. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rudy Patootie, and I'm doing the duty. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, beautiful. 
That's one of our guests. Our other guest is the spectacular Chip Jagweed. Oh. <laughs> never let him say his own name because he will never his name say is it. Corey. Even on the podcast he hosts. So that we get confused between Corey and Corwin this week. That'll be very great. I mean, listeners probably won't be confused because we sound totally different. Very uh uh, well, uh. <laughs> I have my eyes closed and one of them said uh a bunch so I think it's Corwin I'm no, kidding I'm razzing no, you I'm no. razzing you <laughs> the listeners won't know that you delete all my uhs oh, those ones were seemed on purpose so those will be kept I was hey. just trying to make extra work for James <laughs> Corwin I'm, I apologize so you keep talking just a little bit I need to turn my own headphones down just a tiny bit I'm I said that so that James just gets to hear me being very loud. We recorded with TC an episode of Mostly Speaking Sentai last weekend, and I had to leave to put Frank in the other room, expecting TC, who has a, is a podcast host, and Nicole, who is a podcast host, to create banter and to <laughs> fill in this space. <laughs> then I come back, and then TC just, I hear TC go, hey, do you think James, when he edits this, is going to be really pissed at us to <laughs> see that we didn't talk at all while he was gone? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I didn't hear you. I already know you didn't speak. You guys weren't talking at all. I have too many words to say to stop talking when you have to leave the room too many things oh have you ever thought about doing a one-man podcast that's just me every day okay yeah on the street start getting li- oh oh <laughs> <laughs> that's not good you might need a one-man podcast one-man oh podcast my is my I, is not my new band name no we cannot do it's- okay so these two like to do this thing where someone says something random then they say that thing you said that's random verbatim is my new band name speaking of new band names the name of this movie is appropriate behavior which would work as a band name it would be an excellent band name it'd be like uh an indie rock like early 2000s band <laughs> So this week for our, you know, Pride Month, we found a bisexual movie. This movie is great because it is very representational as far as having people of color in the movie, having different sexualities, things like that. The movie was written, directed, and stars a bisexual woman. So great. Beautiful. It's called Appropriate Behavior. It's from 2014. It's a drama comedy. I laughed. I, I laughed at it. Yeah, it was very... It was it's one of those... I guess I wouldn't necessarily say that it's dry humor, and I wouldn't say that it's dark humor either, but it, there's a lot of, like, if you enjoy self-deprecation humor, cringe humor, and awkward humor, Yeah, it was very heavy in that regard, which is great because I relate to all of it, mm-hmm. it so hard. Of, yeah, it had a lot of those, but it also had some moments because of that humor tends to fall on the side of things where they say not great things sometimes. So James even pointed out he learned an outdated term. Which will be on next week's episode. Yeah, they use that term this week in the movie. So note that there are some outdated things in the movie, even though it's from just a few years ago. Because that's how culture works. The person saying it did seem like someone who just d- is not in the know. So it mu- was, it might have been written that way or it might just be, hey, back then this term was not outdated. 
He lost a bet with his sister and went to a queer bar club house party something. Event. Event. Yeah, it looks like a basement bar of some sort. Yeah, so I guess losing a bet is like, oh yeah, let's invade queer spaces. Yeah. Basement bars are where I do all of my arm lifts, you know? On a basement bar. Oh, my God. You know what? Basement bar is a good band name, too. Oh, my God. Okay, can I do... <laughs> what was your thing that you yes. wanted to do? Okay, I want to do a question of the week where I present a question of something LGBTQ plus related that either I would like to know more about, uh-huh. like something that I know nothing about, Okay. something that I do know something about, but I'm like, well, you maybe want more I, clarification. Yes, I want more clarification or if it's something related to the movie that I do know about, but uh-huh. I just you want to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. So this one is just something I would, it's a real question. This is open up to everyone is using queer as an umbrella term for LGBTQ+, is that insensitive? Is that wrong? Is it okay? It used to be a term that was used... We talked about this before. Queer used to be a term that was used as an insult, but in actually the movie Pride that we watched with Brian... Yes. We talked about how the queer community is really good about taking the insults that are thrown at us and reclaiming them. So queer is one of those. And I don't find it as an offensive word. I know there are some people that do. I think didn't one of the characters in the movie say that was offensive? No, they queer? said the D word. Oh, the D word, yeah, yeah. Okay. I also, there was a YouTuber that just posted a video today whose sexuality has been in question for a while, uh, Dan Howell. And he talked about his gender identity, sexual identity, things like that. And he said that he does like the term queer, even though it is a little offensive to some people. So, you know, a little fun fact. But I, what I'm saying is, yes, at one point it may have been an offensive term, but I no longer find that as offensive. And I feel like it's a great umbrella term for LGBTQ. Okay, um, awesome. Instead of saying like, you know, LGBTQ, AI plus you know, and every other identity P I'm, that I'm missing because there are so many identities that do fall into the queer realm. Right. Whereas queer is a nice term that just kind of envelops all of them. And some people would like to be specific and say that they identify as this specific thing saying they're either gay or, you know, they're asexual or they're pansexual or whatever. They want that specific identity, which is great love that they want that and I would love to use that identity for them but when I'm talking for overall themes and things like that like with our podcast I think the term queer works okay awesome because the reason why I wonder the most about that because we have used that term but it is one of the words in that acronym so it's just like weird of saying like hey well let's pick one if we were to say like hey the lesbian culture and it's like wait are you talking about just lesbian or are you talking about is that is for some weird reason is that why you're using that as an umbrella term so that's why i was asking if queer is fine to use as an umbrella term or of course like if someone tells me hey i identify as this don't like just give me this umbrella term i'm going to say of course that's why i feel like i don't actually know so i shouldn't probably say it but i mean i do feel like Q was added to be sort of an umbrella term for all the other identities that don't have as much representation. Mm-hmm. So you have queer. Okay. But there's also the the plus there. This is also open to you guys. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I I feel like I feel like Corbin was getting a good grasp of pretty much most of the thoughts that was on my mind. I I know a lot of people are still uncomfortable with that word, and I think it is important to you know recognize that. But I do also think it is important to recognize that that word is being reclaimed in the community. It's something that's um, used as empowerment rather than what it was. Uh, used for us before yeah yeah so no i think he i think he was hitting the nail on the head i mean and a a lot of our terms are are reclaimed like gay was used as an insult right and that's you know everyone says gay and it's i tend to use that as an umbrella term sometimes even though it's not as inclusive as other terms can be like queer so that's why i'm trying to transition over from saying oh everyone's gay to everyone's queer or whatever not that everyone is. There are straight people, I guess. This, I guess. They exist. <laughs> James. Yes, me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who said that? <laughs> Rudy, did you have any thoughts on the term queer? Because... Um, none in particular. Just you guys all really hit the nail on the head with it. My personal standpoint, if you don't want to be called queer, you don't have to be called queer. If you want to be called it, you want to be called it. It's nice. Yeah. I agree with that. If you don't want a term, then acts not to be called that term that label what what do you think of this as a as a a segment i i like it i do um i enjoy that i would like a uh maybe maybe a hint of what we're talking about just so that i can okay maybe do a little bit of uh, research so that you're not like hey corwin what's I'm just going to say intersex. What's intersex? And I'm going to be like, I, you know, honestly, James, I do not know enough to be able to give you an education. And that that might be good for one episode. But if it comes to like every single time I ask, you're like, James, I really don't know. A lot of my questions will I don't think will be that it will be like, hey, from your perspective that I forgot how. I forgot how to <laughs> I forgot to start this whole introduction to this segment of saying I will be presenting these from your perspective on some of them. Yeah. I mean the yeah, the queer thing definitely that's my perspective. And a lot of the stuff that I kind of rant on is also from my perspective, like having arts in in uh science together and all of that which i know people love that little rant that i had yeah (laughs) a lot of a lot of things remember this month has been a kind of like a whirlwind of seriousness in a sense of we haven't been doing bits but i i like it i like it too but you better believe come july we're we're Chiffero, James, it's coming back. James, James feels very intimidated this month. He also, you also haven't just been like speaking. Oh yeah, much. I've, I've, but since I love Simon because I knew you two wanted to just nerd out about that. Nerding out. I've been, I think also love Simon. I wasn't doing, I wasn't feeling well. Mm. Love Simon's a good band name. Also, Come July was a great one. I'm sorry. I know you said we were being <laughs> more serious, it. and I can't hate to keep these bits going. But no, do the bits. Do the bits. The bits are fine. We we need the bits. We also, you know, have the banter. And uh, Nicole is steaming in the other room. She's probably thinking the bit, the bits. <laughs> She's laughing right now, so I'm pretty sure she was thinking it. Life doesn't have to be a bit, James. No, Come on. it's it's from Steven Universe. I, he uh, he just gets the uh, like I'm just potato bits. I'm from the bottom of the fryer. 
Speaking bottom of, of the fryer's good one. Oh too. my god, dude, that's <laughs> your last one. No, just uh, speaking of bits, what about those uh, Big Tarvey ads? Big, Big Tarvey. <laughs> <laughs> every break, though, it was every break. Every break, there was some medical ad, and I told Rudy that he would have a quiz on it, and he. I wrote down some notes, and uh, it mostly the ads mostly said that if you have kidney and liver problems, do not try and take these medications. But please consult your doctor before taking Big Tarvey. What, what was uh, what? What's the medication for? Uh, HIV. Okay. Well, and he's paying attention, and that's probably why they were putting those ads for this movie. It's and that's, in, yeah, probably yeah. why there was a, a more than likely gay couple in there. Yeah, as well. represented in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah to a uh, to father figure like. Uh, which question real quick does that upset anyone what? that because i in a lot of commercialized and a lot of commercials or commercialized selling things there's not a lot of representation for the queer community and i feel like most of the representation i've noticed has come in on medicine or mm-hmm. uh-huh. products for hiv Corwin, or not Corwin, we are messing up. Corey, you're burning one of my questions of the week. That's for real. (laughs) Real quick. That is one of them. But yes, let's open this up. Real quick, lately I have actually been seeing a lot of just really great LGBTQ ads that aren't necessarily for like HIV medication, but are for like lip balm or perfume. And it's really sweet, but they're mostly from Asian countries. Yeah. Yeah, like I saw this ad the other day where there's this boy, he's spraying himself with perfume to try and impress this boy, and his dad's like, oh, you smell like a girl. Who is she? When are you going to start talking to her? And then he loses the perfume, and he doesn't smell good, and he's like, oh, did you break up with her? Later on, he goes to his room, sees a bottle of perfume, and there's a note that's like, I know your secret. It's okay. And it's like super sweet. And there's a lot of that really super sweet pro-LGBTQ stuff, but only in Asian countries. There's also a, I think it's a, it's a deodorant commercial. I don't remember what deodorant is, but there's a transgender woman in the bathroom and it says something like something about strength or whatever. And then she like walks out of the bathroom and you hear a bunch of other women um, before she walks out talking. So like she's nervous, especially with our current political climate with bathroom talk. Yeah. And uh, when she walks out, you hear the women just going, oh, I love your dress and like stuff like that. So there's there's that it's they have a they have a couple that are that are real nice and heartfelt I guess I believe it's Walmart they've been going in on <laughs> no no I'm for real because I because you see all these articles of people are boycotting Walmart over gay commercial and it's like come then fuck those people they're still going to keep going to Walmart well yeah. I don't know. I I like seeing more representation with with big things. Like my college actually just posted a picture of our admin building lit up with rainbow lights. And someone on Twitter was like, that's not necessary or something like that. And they responded on Twitter and said, yes, it is. So that's like uh, little things like that. I'm like, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary being in the world right now, especially if you're not straight white male and being able to see big companies, even if they're using it to sell more product, things like that, seeing them do things to show more representation for the queer community and LGBTQ people, all of that, people of color, showing things like that is showing that at least there are still people that accept you right. for who you are, enough for them to commodify it. 
But the, and those same people that are saying that's not necessary are the same people who get pissed at Starbucks for putting yeah. happy holidays instead um, of Merry um, Christmas on there. Yeah. First Wait. Of all, Oh, Nicole's, <laughs> Nicole, Nicole just pulled in. a Kanye West. It needs to stay this way so it doesn't have that fuzz noise in there. Come here, Nicole. Hi. Hello. Hi, Nicole. I'm getting on a soapbox. Please get on the soapbox. I love it. This gets me real revved up. Ooh. Yes. Uh, about the like rainbow lights thing and uh-huh. someone like complaining about it. Like, why? That's yeah. literally hurting nothing. Yeah. Except like whatever your fucking problem is which is stupid yeah like shut the fuck up like they're colored lights to support someone else it literally has nothing to do with you so just shut the fuck up and i think a lot of people have that problem where they're seeing something they're like you know people might have problems seeing commercials and it's like i have nothing to do with this commercial why do i have to watch this and it's like it's like yeah like okay like you know when there's the black lives matters and then like all of a sudden people are like oh well all lives matter and it's like yeah but that's not the point like yeah you are shitting on a good thing for no fucking reason like black lives matter is a positive movement for a like group of people all lives matter is literally nothing it's just for you to be a jackass i feel like a lot of people take the stance that they are being quote-unquote forced to digest something which is an asinine argument to make in itself there's no for uh, there's no forced chokehold or anything that's being represented by this it's literally showing that a group of people exist and the fact that you think that that existence is something that's being forced on you to digest is a problem within and of itself. That's the exact problem of why this kind of thing needs to happen is to show that these people exist, that there are groups out there that are separate from whatever quote unquote norm that you're used to. And it's time to honestly grow up and just accept that there are people outside of your little bubble. Yeah. It's bullshit. And there are like so many people that are like, Oh, well you guys just like, doing all this shit like that's not going to do anything that's not going to change anything but it's like if you pay attention like it is like in movies and just like you guys are talking about like commercials and shit like shit is changing you're just being a jackass like shut the fuck up yeah i think that a lot of the problem with people that are doing things like that is they one they lack empathy so they can't put themselves in another person's shoes to say, this is how it feels to be marginalized in this way. So I understand the importance of seeing representation. And that's, I mean, one of the reasons that I love doing this podcast and why I agreed to do it with James and everything is because I like being able to show these movies and even the occasional TV episode and things like that that do have representation that are showing queer people and everything so that more queer movies are created and there's more queer content, but also so that people out there are like, oh, someone's actually talking about these things. Someone can, you know, understand what I feel and how I need more representation. Yeah. So people are missing the lack, they're missing the empathy. They also have the privilege of not being marginalized 
in a way. So they have the privilege of being able to ignore it. Yeah. And it just like, it just makes me so angry because I'm like, it is not hurting you in any way. It's not infringing on your like pursuit of happiness. Like, why do you have to be such a dick about it? There's no reason for it. I love that you got on your soapbox. <laughs> yeah, I just get so mad. And just like, okay, Todd Glass did this bit at the end of his stand-up that I was just like, fuck, yeah, preach it. And he's just like, <laughs> kind of did the same thing. Like, just don't be a dick. Don't shit on good yeah. things just because, like, you're an ass. And was like, and if you can't make jokes without hurting someone's feelings, they're not oversensitive. You're just an asshole. Yeah. And if you do, you know, accidentally make a joke that is hurting someone's feelings and you're not aware of it, then educate yourself and don't blame someone for having feelings. Consider why they have those feelings. Yeah, just, yeah, just apologize and don't do it again. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, I'm going to leave now. I'm sorry I got real... I got real upset. I had I, feelings. I love that you had feelings and you had to come from the other room to talk about them. I love that. Thanks, Nicole. That was pretty <laughs> great. Since we we have like 20 minutes of very serious talk yeah. and no movie talk. So real quick, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, the thing that I always that I always do, but I forgot today, I guess, is normally I have guests do a quick synopsis of the movie. So Rudy. Corey, um, let me tell you about this movie. Okay, this movie you gotta is both like do it though. Like you, you can't the do the whole thing. Time? Not at the same time. You gotta, you gotta tag team. Go okay, back and forth. That's fine. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if Corey was a woman and lived in New York? Um, because that's what this movie is. <laughs> uh, uh, so many times did I see parallels between myself and this protagonist that it made watching it literally like watching an alternate reality of myself. So a self-deprecating, trying to figure themselves out. Uh, her name's Sharice, right? Yes. Shireen. Shireen. Sorry. Uh, Shireen just recently broke up with her significant other. They were the it couple. They were... They were going to make it and everyone was jealous about their relationship kind of couple. And they just went through and it was a nasty, a nasty breakup. Ew. And what what proceeds after the breakup? After the breakup, uh, Shireen just goes through this wild binge of just trying to find herself and find what makes her happy and just going and just doing. She she hooks up with guys just to try and fill that empty void and hooks up with other people to try and fill that, that empty void. It's, this movie's just about filling that empty void that's yeah. inside after losing <laughs> that one thing that you thought was really important to you, but it turns out that it was super toxic. Yeah. That relationship was super a, toxic. She takes a few unhealthy coping mechanisms by, I, I would say, by going for people that are significantly not worth her time. Like the squid tattoo guy. Fuck that guy. Sh- oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, pretty much fuck all the dudes she actually went at. Oh, uh, my God. After. Wait, real quick. Fuck that stand-up folk music comedian. <laughs> that dude that was way too into himself and was so super vanilla. Like, literally, uh. like when it came time for them to finally have their hookup, he just kind of, like, stood there yeah. and let her do she, everything. She was just like, tell me what you want and he's like get on the bed Lay in the bed <laughs> also i thought it was kind of funny but she like hands him her panties 
Yeah. And then she's just, he's just like, oh, what do I uh, lay on the bed? <laughs> <laughs> but not like a lay I'm on the tool. bed, like a get on the bed. What, what did you think? But no, she, she goes through and she gets a new job as a video arts teacher. Ah. For uh, children. For children, yes. which she wasn't expecting and which I wasn't expecting. And uh, she had the exact same reaction I would have uh, on her first day, which this is confusion is and <laughs> realization that you should not be here. <laughs> but she actually, I think, ends up being a pretty pretty good teacher yeah. uh, eventually at one point. Uh, she kind of has a moment of self-realization where it's not necessarily something that you can just kind of... Force and force and kind of just kind of trudge along through. Uh, she actually ends up letting the kids create their own movie, and which is super later cool. compared with a movie that her ex's new girlfriend does. Her name was Tibet, not the ex. Because the ex's new girlfriend. And ah, okay. It was like <laughs> Tibet's Tibet's movie was like this weird super into itself artistic french cinema piece that literally said in black and then in white and then in color because it's like it's an artsy film it's like kids are like fucking five like i they don't understand correction they were six they were in the next year up which wasn't even the movie that they were talking about doing whenever... Sorry to interrupt your synopsis oh yeah yeah they they were were going to do a reenaction yeah yeah and instead, they do this weird... I described I the movie to Nicole as the movie Kids if it were actually about kids. I don't... But see... The farts I, I, one? I agree. I, I no. totally see where Wait, you're who said from? the farts one? Huh? Who said the farts one? I said one? the farts oh, one. Oh, no, no. The art one. The art one is, is kids if it were actually about kids. See, I see where you're coming from there, but I feel like on a more super taking this a little too serious no i feel like that was way more about the teacher than it was about the kids yeah because one of them was like had a tear maybe that's why i thought it was kids because that movie ends the same way that's what i really liked about the student films though like like you were just saying that the the first artsy fartsy one was super about the teacher but the second one which was literally artsy and fartsy (laughs) <laughs> was so about the kids and it was such a good time and yeah, i was, loved seeing these kids just get creative yeah they made awesome zombie masks that harassed a farting abe lincoln and it was great yeah <laughs> zombie masks harassing abe lincoln also real quick we missed a really important part shireen's ex-girlfriend maxine for those who are listening when they were trying to do some role play she was like okay i'm your tax auditor I'm going to need you to fill out these forms. <laughs> and I fucking love it. I'm going to pull that someday. And then Shireen was like trying to make it sexy. And, and then Maxine was like, no, 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 no. But you need to fill this out right here and sign this. And <laughs> The Maxine character, I just couldn't understand what their personality was. Um, I couldn't either. I it was it was sort of the same realm as the self-deprecating kind of thing, but at the same time they seemed to be very politically active and stuff, especially with queer community and all that. But then at the same time, didn't correct someone using an outdated term for transgender people. Like I don't understand that part. Well, that's yeah. the thing is Maxine is very I feel self-absorbed. Oh, oh my god, so, absolutely. Yes. And to the point where she kind of puts on a facade that she is very 
woke. caring about the community and does she yeah she's very woke but in actuality she's doing that to make herself look better and give herself a higher standing uh, amongst the rest of the people yeah so she doesn't really I, I it's not that she doesn't care about the queer community she just uses it uh, as like a social garb that she just kind of wears i think a really good example of the self-absorbedness was the birthday scene because I, I i feel like i hear a lot of people say that excuse like come on it's my birthday do we really have to do this now like let's enjoy the day and confront this issue tomorrow or later but she was just like it's my birthday let it slide like, that whole scene, I was not until like the end where Maxine was be, like until she started like cutting underwear and was like, fuck you. You can't have these. I bought these for you. That was messed I, up. That was I up. couldn't. I wasn't on either person's side. No, they were both awful at that point. That was oh, the, that was that peak toxicity in that relationship. Yeah. yeah, there are many moments where I was like, I don't really like Maxine. and I don't really like Shireen either. I don't really like either one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, because, like, I also, to to open up a little bit here, like I said, I saw a lot of myself with Shireen. So when she was making a lot of these kind of like, come on, you shouldn't be doing that moves. It was like, I, I totally get why she's doing it. But also, like, well, well, what's a, what's one of those scenes like where she was blowing up on Maxine on her birthday? Yes, absolutely. You shouldn't have like just kind of blown up about something so minute over like wasn't it her friend? She didn't like her friends. She didn't like her friends, and they hadn't have sex in like three weeks. Then again, that was also after Maxine cheated on her. Oh no, that's inexcusable, and I yeah. feel like Shireen shouldn't have stayed with her after that, anyways. Yeah, Maxine ended up hooking up or not hooking up, but like making making out, making out with a dude at this like strange basement bar during, I, I guess it was some sort of celebration of some sort, but she ended up making out with this dude when they got super drunk, which being drunk isn't an excuse. No. And then kept saying, you have to forgive me. And yeah. then oh my like God, that grabbed was... Shireen and Shireen pushed her away off of her. And, and she was, was like, just... you kiss the guy. And then Maxine was like, you, you hit me. me. It's like, no, no, you grabbed her yeah, and she that, pushed you away. That should have been the final red flag there is that she just committed one of the biggest, if not the biggest betrayal you can commit in a relationship and then immediately tried to make it a moment where it was Shireen's fault. Yeah. yeah, Or like I, that Shireen was acting irrational. Irrational. I also want to point out that during their fight at the birthday thing, Shireen was staying until the moment that Maxine invalidated her identity as a bisexual woman. Oh, right. my God. As soon as Maxine was like, oh, I should know. It was probably a phase or something like that. I think I yeah. have it written down. First of all, fuck anyone that says that. Like, that is... Yeah, she said probably just a phase, and then Shireen immediately went, grabbed her keys, and left. Yeah. Now Shireen then kept trying to still be around Maxine and, I guess, start dating her again, even though their breakup was sort of mutual. Yeah. It it was a weird moment. But it's, Maxine has a lot of had a lot of abusive behaviors throughout the relationship with the lying and making everything about, like, about her and... And so here's here's something that I feel like uh, I see a lot of the divide in is where Maxine was upset with Shireen because Shireen wasn't coming out to her parents. And while 
I understand it can be hard and at sometimes hurtful um, when your significant other hasn't come out and you have to kind of keep that in secret. You have to also understand that in today's society um, with so many different warped views and different families, like coming out is especially when it's that later in life is nothing small to ask and to pressure someone into doing it when they're not ready to do that. I feel like is also very wrong. Corey, did you ever come out to your mom? I did two times. Oh, actually. So the first time was after a high school football game in freshman year and were you in football? I was not. Okay, in okay. Football. No. <laughs> From football uh, I, I was to D Because I was going to be like, yeah, this seems very out of character. But no, this uh, junior dude who was openly gay, and I, and well, it was a, our friend group. Um, we were all hanging out, and we just through through the night, it just kind of started swaying into more openly flirtatious behavior. And that's when I kind of started melting into my identity and realizing, because there was always like a signs earlier, like I would be fantasizing about the same sex earlier, early on, but like it, I was still in that phase where I was scared and I didn't really know if I wanted to pursue that side of myself. And it was up until that dude and I were like kind of wrapped in arms with each other that I realized that I wasn't gay because I had had a girlfriend already and I was very much in love both physically and emotionally to her. Not at the same time this was happening, mind <laughs> yeah. you. I wasn't cheating on anyone, right. but it was at that moment that I realized I was having these emotions for that dude. So I came out to my mom about it and I don't think my mom was ready to have that conversation at that point in time because she immediately started throwing excuse after excuse after excuse as to why I was having those feelings and that I wasn't really gay. It was just a, I, I think literally at one point she said, everyone just has that one person. And what? my mom was, my mom <laughs> was different back then. <laughs> There's always that one guy you'll fuck, but it doesn't make you gay. But no. <laughs> No, then three years what later. Does it, can, can you unpack what she meant by that? She she meant by like everyone just has that one person where no matter what their sexuality was, you would be openly sexually attracted. To okay, them. I just thought maybe she meant like, oh, you guys were just having a fun, excite. Like this is your <laughs> best friend now. <laughs> no, she, uh, there was a I I don't know. But she I, first because. My family was super conservative, so I think she was also just kind of scared herself in that regard. But three years later, I did it a second time. Like it was on a, it was on a way to a new high school, and I had basically I explored myself. I talked to a lot of my friends, a lot of people. Uh, I actually talked to my school's guidance counselor about it, and eventually, I just was like in the car. I was like, "Hey, mom, I'm." I'm pansexual. It's like, it's, it, it's not even a pretty sure moment. It's just, it's, I, I really haven't felt any boundaries to any of the opposite sex, uh, or any of the other sex, uh, that's out there. And I felt like you should know that, you know, that's 
something that's been resting in me for a while. And she was a lot more accepting the second time around uh, to where she was like, okay, well, if you're ever, if you have any questions about it or any, you know, anything that's confusing you lately, I'm here to talk about it. And if there's anyone in particular that you've been thinking about and you don't know how to approach it, you can come to me about it and what have you. So she was a lot more accepting the second time around. So, so nice. I I think that was actually when my mom and my relationship got a lot better because I just had a lot of confusion and anxiety about the first time. Um, I take back all that one word I have jokingly called your mom in the past. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I, yeah, I I wish that I had a a similar experience, but every time I've ever been asked if I was gay, it's usually said with such... Kind of like a pointed tone almost. Yeah, venom. It just has a venom to it. And you're like... Well, that's not that's not what's going to happen right now. That's yeah. that's to unpack later. <laughs> this isn't actually a joke. No, uh, what I, I, no, no, what I'm, I'm about to say isn't. Oh, okay. Have you tried coming out to your mom a second time? <laughs> I know you're my mom I know and I have had like jokey, a lot of it worked. I mean, my mom is on my face. She can listen to this podcast if she wants. Oh, please oh, okay. listen that's... Mrs. Corwin's mom. <laughs> so, I mean, my mom and I have talked to each other pretty much where we landed last is a lot to do with how non-sexual I typically am. Uh, but that's she's 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 coming around to the idea of me being with men though. So that's nice. That's, that's good. That's nice. Want to know but, that's yeah. not nice. That's wonderful. But I mean, we also I mean, we also did talk uh, just a few episodes ago about my younger sibling outing me. Yes. So like that uh-huh. it's, it's that happened. So yeah. And if that younger sibling, as I said, if they're listening, thank you for the listen. Oh my god. But for everything else, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um yeah, that was that was that was beautiful, Corey. I uh yeah, I appreciate you telling telling us that. Yeah, thanks for letting me vent about it. <laughs> Good. Good, that's what we're here for. I also just a quick like side note, we've talked about coming out and outing and stuff like that. But I also, and you kind of touched on it a little bit with Shireen's mother, or or Shireen not being out and Maxine being upset about that. Like, coming out is such a personal process. And you, I mean, I hope there aren't younger people listening to this just because we get very inappropriate sometimes. But <laughs> if you are younger, or even if you're in your 20s in college or whatever, and you are feeling like you identify as a queer individual in whatever way don't feel pressured to come out it's whenever you're ready whenever you're in a safe place to do so absolutely wait for that that's fine you're not going to lose out on life just because you're waiting to come out for when it's going to be good for you and when it's going to be healthy for you I don't know I, I think a 16 year old would really enjoy this podcast I we <laughs> ooh, I don't know how children work I They'd love hearing me say, (laughs) guys, please send poison oak vape pens to me. They'd be like, that's hilarious. We love vaping, James. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) We need to market this at teens. Would never vape. Um, (laughs) uh, Actually, one thing about this, they were smoking weed and they were just like getting high and enjoying themselves. This this made me want to smoke weed, just like get very blazed in our bedroom by myself. (laughs) Our bedroom, meaning Nicole and I, it's not like... 
uh, any of our bedrooms. We don't live together, even though that would be really cool if we all lived together. Honestly, but, yeah. Make a reality <laughs> show out of it. <laughs> Rudy's like, hey, I, uh, I, I like you guys. To... I like you guys a lot. I would be so down for that. Aww. Nicole, we're, 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 Nicole, we're adding an extension to the apartment. <laughs> all right. I'll take the closet. Uh, hey, that's, it's a, it's a big enough closet. I'm still in it anyway. <laughs> no, you're, are oh. you? Oh my god, I I have not come out to my parents. Oh. Yeah. I mean like do they know how to work Spotify or iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully no. So okay. that's fine. But like I actually Robbie and I, Robbie called me um while I was driving my dad somewhere and he's just like, "Hey boo, what you doing?" and I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to lead to the talk with my dad." We talked for a little bit. We were going to meet up later that day. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Robbie was a part of the uh, Hit It and Critic crew, but sadly he's gone, departed with us. But hit him up at M I S I N G L E T E R. That's a missing he, letter. He moved out of state. It. I know it he sounded like he, he died, died, but <laughs> he's still here. Don't worry. He died on the podcast. <laughs> um, Spoiler alerts: He might still be alive. Who knows? <laughs> but um, after the phone call ended and my dad was about to leave the car, he's just like, you know, if you were gay or if you were bisexual, I'd I'd always love you, right? And I'm like, that's really sweet, Dad. Thank you. But I didn't tell him because oh. I'm still not 100% ready to have that full-blown talk because there have been times where we've tried talking about it and it just got awkward on his end. But my mom, on the other hand, I can never come out to her. Here's a funny, really sad story. Um, <laughs> it's not so much funny <laughs> as it is sad. Oh, no. <laughs> Mostly sad. But I think my mom was watching this documentary on TV about homeless teens in America. And one of my friends who I had was going to school with uh, was in this documentary. And she was like, oh, or like I told that to her. And she was like, oh, what was he kicked out for? And I said, well, his parents didn't like him being, I think he was pansexual or bisexual. I'm not 100% sure. But my mom immediately said, well, if you were gay, I'd probably kick you out too. Jeez. Do you still live I'm at home? So yeah. Oh, man. It's rough. So, I mean, I, I definitely want to, and I want to be comfortable enough to tell my parents this, but i probably just going to do it after I move out. You say your mom mainly just watches a lot of, like, foreign soap operas? Yeah. Okay, we can never, Corwin, we can never market our podcast as a foreign soap opera. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> I don't think someone who would have that point of view would ever look at a podcast oh, yeah. called this movie's gay thankfully and listen to it As, if it was an exclamation point maybe they'd be like oh yeah they're talking about these gay ass movies and then it's like no 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 we're not saying it like that i mean our tie our our logo is also in rainbow colors oh, yeah, like yeah like we have steps there yeah so hopefully i mean if there is a very confused person listening to this and they do have views that we do not express or agree with on this podcast. I hope that you at least take a moment to look over the things that we're talking about and look over the movies that we're watching and really, you know, see how you feel after that. And maybe maybe put a little empathy in there, too. Yeah. 
And then maybe we'll have someone that is no longer homophobic. That would be great. That would be yeah. insanely great. If that, that happens, if that is you, if you are that person, uh, just tweet let us at know us. What, <laughs> you want to know what? Do it in an iTunes review, please. <laughs> that would be a glowing endorsement. Uh, I will have made it. I will have had success if yes. I get one homophobic person to listen to this and decide, hey, that guy's kind of funny <laughs> we can even uh, you know it's someone who is transphobic if we were to change yes. their minds anything yes we also don't <laughs> we don't accept turfs here so if you are transphobic please leave yeah. unless you're learning then please stay and continue to learn and yeah I guess. as long as you ch i guess we don't want people who are still after listening to this to then continue to listen. Yeah, only people that accept other people for being who they are here. Yeah. yeah. And hey, speaking of us marketing our podcast, I, I do have something in terms of that. So, fine art these days isn't really that great. <sighs> However, people are still making buco dollars off from it. It's insane. Just because some pretentious people deem it as this thing that should be put on a pedestal. That is why we should start marketing our podcast as the fine arts of podcasting. Corwin, come on, man. <laughs> I was very excited to be on a fine art podcast. Corwin just tried to put a, a, degree a water art. bottle on. Uh. It's not that we are a fine. It's not like we're talking about fine art. It's that we market it as the fine arts of of podcasting so we have to be a little pretentious when we talk about it i would need help on that i i i mean i feel like i have just i just have like sort of an arrogant aura just in spades for you james Ooh, so okay. i feel like i can just like you know let's a push that forward arrogant aura is a good song name yes please Ooh. please write it i guess i I'm kind of pretentious with rap music these days, so I just kind of have to flip it like that. But, you know, mumble rap, if you enjoy mumble rap, it's it's a marvel of sound engineering, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that sounded, uh, sounded a little forced. I want to, let's, I, I'm like, do I have any other notes? We oh, talked got about the auditor thing, which was great. Uh, I wrote down Buzzed on Skunk is my new band name. I have Buzzed on Skunk <laughs> as well as just a term I will be using because I love saying, oh, I'm getting zooted. I love saying weird terms for marijuana because I am straight edge. So people think it's weird that I know the terms, but then also like, wow, James sounds like a narc. You know, I'm just going <laughs> to listen to James say different ways of how he's going to smoke pot because they're all great band names. I'm getting zooted. It's getting written down, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Goldfish, uh, Goldfish, Goldfish Centerpiece um, is really sad. Yeah, the... Shireen's brother was having a wedding and he had goldfish centerpieces that had shallow water, which like, makes me believe in a self, uh, self-centered pretentious way, maybe taking that a little too seriously. That is a great mirror to how shallow her brother is. Her brother, yeah. her family, for the most part, we didn't really hear from the dad much, but for the most part, yeah, there was kind of some shallowness there, including yeah. her, yeah, especially when she was talking about plastic surgery. The yeah. guy, the oh, brother was, yeah. or when the brother was getting married, his fiance was going to be a plastic surgeon, and Shireen's just like, 
oh, how does it feel when he's saving lives and you're, you know, dealing with middle-aged housewives? And the... The girlfriend was girlfriend was like I was I, like actually <laughs> I deal with burn victims pediatric so. burn yeah, victims yeah pediatric pediatric burn burn victims and then all of us were like wrecked <laughs> well even before she said that I was like well no plastic surgery is so much more than that yeah, if yeah. someone like gets their nose half bitten off by a dog you need a plastic surgeon yeah that yeah. plastic surgeons are important I mean there is that sort of I want to say stigma. Yeah. against plastic surgery that Shireen very much indicates. And I love that the movie did touch on that where they did have someone going into plastic surgery saying, no, actually I'm doing it for this. Like, I don't know why you're being rude about it. If I want a longer penis, I'm going to a plastic surgeon. They're noble. <laughs> I mean, also if someone <laughs> wants to get plastic surgery because they don't have confidence in themselves or, you know, they don't like some certain part of themselves and want to change it, then why the, are you yeah, messing do with it? Like, do let you. them do it. Let people, yeah. let people like themselves. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that episode of Scrubs. Speaking of scrubs, this has nothing to do with scrubs. Uh, but, the, but the brother, as a surgeon, was saying something about peas through his belly button, and then somebody else said something to. about intestine vagina. Oh my! I, yeah, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the conversation was about. I was names. very confused. Corey, no, <laughs> stop! It's like grindcore. That last one. That would be a good grindcore name. <laughs> the first children scene. <laughs> I think, Rudy, you were like, or no, Corey, you were like, that gives me anxiety. And all of us were like, yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> Just a bunch of children was like, oh, oh, God. So she was on OK Cupid, and I did want to bring up some stuff that I remember that was on my Plenty of Fish account. And I would put in, like, very obscure references to things I liked. So I would, like, put in names of some of the gang green gang from powerpuff girls in hopes that someone would be like oh are you talking about powerpuff girls and i'd be like you better believe i am <laughs> we also didn't touch on let's see there was i love a moment where shireen is talking to the guy that hired her to be the teacher and she was like i'm a terrible teacher and he just goes no Oh, you're a great you're teacher. Great. And I'm like, that is such a thing. Like, I could be like, oh, I'm terrible at acting. And everyone's no. going to be like, no, you're great. <laughs> I mean, I am great. I have a degree in it. Thank you. Oh, shit. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I have a degree in arts and science. <laughs> uh, I also, the other quotes I have are, I hate so many things too. Um, and it's that was your... honestly a pretty cute moment. I like that. Like I hate so many things too. That's literally uh It's just flirting. That's how I flirt with people. <laughs> I like that thing too. Oh, there was Please. I also dislike that particular subject. <laughs> there was one moment in Maxine and Shireen's relationship that I thought was pretty funny and I can relate to the uh oh you're having you're totally having an I'm dating an immigrant moment. I'm not an immigrant, <laughs> but I, I've had like a wide array of significant others. And whenever they see me and my family do Asian things, they're just like, oh, my God, this is cultural. <laughs> I am so culturally sound right now. <laughs> it pretty much. I love uh, it. I love doing that. Don't, I, don't ever I don't do that. do it. I'm you, sorry. <laughs> I love having it done on to me. Sorry. <laughs> What, are you the culture in the relationship? <laughs> Believe it or not, it's happened a few times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not going to say which of my spouses has said this, but when they're around one side of my family, they will say, 
yeah, this is way too white for me. (laughs) (laughs) And that spouse, guess what, is also white. So that's saying a lot. (laughs) Ooh. Wow. I also like the parents in in Shireen and Maxine's apartment going, Uh, why is there one bed? And Shireen's like, it's European. (laughs) And the mom just goes, how is that European? Italian. (laughs) I did think the mom was going to say something more. Uh, Yes, more. And I thought it was going to be because we are used to besides that one movie we watched, the one you you tricked me into watching the second movie we watched. (laughs) Monster Pies. Monster Pies. Besides that, all of the movies have had very great parent scenes of when they come out to their parents. This one, I was thinking they were going to say, no, you're not somewhat gay you are and i thought they were going to say hey i thought they were going to go you were not in love with that person if this if it ended i thought it was going to be something inspirational but it absolutely was not i want to give props to the director which i guess was shireen which is great i want to give props to the director though for taking that route because a lot of times i've noticed for lgbtq movies they do have that kind of grand acceptance scene but that's uh, sadly not the case yeah for all for all cases and this was a scene that kind of presented that where her mom just kind of denied it she, uh, yeah. she said i'm her she presented it as i'm sort of gay and she said no and when when she tried to represent it again she was shushed and then there was just silence as Quit breathing so loud is what she told her. That was later when they were when she was staying there watching her parents leave. Yeah, quit breathing so loud, Shireen. That was yeah, that was a little heartbreaking. Yeah, Uh, you know you expected, especially when Shireen phrased it like I'm a little bit gay. The mom said, "No, you're not." I I did definitely expect her to be like, "You are." You are what you are, and that's fine. Yeah. But it did not happen. And I was like, I'm okay with this because this is an accurate portrayal of things that happen. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that's like, that's exactly kind of like how that first time went for me. So, it is really heartbreaking in those moments to to see that kind of happen between a parental figure. So, I'm glad that Shireen, I'm saying Shireen like that's actually her name, but I'm glad that the director actually decided to take that move and to take that portrayal of it. On the topic of that scene, I kind of felt like it could have been thrown up in the air a little bit. Like when she said, I'm a little bit gay, and she said, no, you're not. I I would like to think that that could be interpreted as like, no, you're not gay, or like, no, you're not, but it's okay. I mean, like, as in like, I know you're bi, we don't have to talk about it, though. Like, that's how I wanted to interpret it. Like, it's it's not a big deal type of thing, but you are who you are. You just don't have to say it, or like, really make a big fuss. Not necessarily a big fuss, but just like... You know, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, <laughs> you you know, you know, yes. you know. Um, my last thing, I don't have it written down, but I did really like it. I do like how it ended. Just on the train. Yeah. So it kind of came up where uh, she's on the train with her friend, and the train stops, and she sees Maxine on the other end on the phone. They both do a small wave, and there's kind of like this kind of longing look between the two. Uh, the small wave occurs and then the train moves on. And that's, I I appreciate that ending because it's pretty blatant symbolism for moving on. Yeah. But I, 
I don't know. There was something about it that seemed like that was a real ending. Like it wasn't it wasn't a cinematized Hollywood ending. It was a it was a good ending. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. saw a snippet of Shireen's life is what we did. We saw her in the present and then flashing back on the relationships that she had while she was trying to re-pursue Maxine and seeing how toxic and destructive it was, especially the ending with Shireen throwing things and Maxine cutting Shireen's underwear and saying, no, if you're going to leave, just leave. You don't get to take things. It's like, yeah, she lives there. Those are her things. Like, so we see that stuff. So if you haven't watched the movie yet and you've been spoiled through all of this, just know there are some abusive behaviors there's things like that that you should be aware of boobs on the screen though you know that's why i'm saying don't let young children listen to this watch this i guess oh i don't know and the boobs whole, everywhere uh to segue from the whole boobs on the screen thing that one scene when they're in the underwear garment yes shop. i was gonna bring that up next yes, yes that was such that a scene. lovely fucking that scene. Was, <laughs> my, oh my god my favorite character the <laughs> negligee or underwear store lady she <laughs> favorite character she was just like here is the truth i got you just, you have breasts and they deserve to be treated as such and just <laughs> that was such a wonderful beautiful moment She's and like, Shireen and finally kind of got like a little bit of what she got closure from the underwear salesman, and yeah. I loved it. <laughs> Where all ah. her friend was there going, "Really, really?" And it's like, <laughs> "Shut up!" <laughs> she is speaking. She is the the oracle here. She is telling us what we need to know. What Shireen needs to know. She is guiding her. She's giving her a future. I I love that. Yeah, it is beautiful. So the last question that I have, James, do you have anything? Yeah. I really resonated with me the scene where she was talking with her new roommate and she was just saying things like, oh, I'm just going to lay here and just think about forgetting what it feels like to be loved and being very depressed like that. That was me when I moved in to the trailer that I've talked about on other <laughs> podcasts with my friends Brandon and Tyler to the point where I would make like super dark jokes to them of saying, hey, I'm going to go get something to drink. We'd be at a family dollar. And then I'd go to the cleaning products and pick up bleach. And they'd be like, James, please, like, you are very... Yes, it's a funny joke, but it is worrying us that you keep it's making funny, these. but please. <laughs> I get that. I love doing self-deprecating things like that. Come but, on, yeah. James. I, I did used to get into a little bit of the self-deprecating humor, but then after... After I finally sort of came out to friends and started to accept myself for who I am, I just was like, nah, I'm just going to fake this confidence till I got it. And I think that's pretty working out well for me. Good shit. Working out pretty well for me so far. Yeah. 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 Nice. Fake it till I make it. Man, I, only shit, fake, I should get into that. I only fake confidence on rap songs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like part of like my acting career anyway is just... When you're acting and doing that in general, you have to deal with a lot of things that drop your confidence and you have to deal a lot of, with a lot of rejection and stuff like that. So that's why I'm like, I'm not going to allow that to affect me. It's going to roll off me. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm doing well. I'm great. And yeah, I think that's really helped me get to a healthier view of myself. So a little personal tidbit for you. 
Luckily, you have me as your agent to shield you from some of that rejection. <laughs> I haven't even been telling you of the people who have been rejecting. Just I ever. also, <laughs> have, I guess, haven't been telling you about the people who have been accepting. <laughs> it hasn't been so telling He's a really bad on agent. on my part, but... <laughs> I mean, James, for you to get paid, you have to get me paid. That's, that's how it works. When are we getting any money from the mouse <laughs> thing? <laughs> that's not a job, a oh, paid job. We're doing so, that for points on the back end. We, uh, to, to conclude and everything, because we are definitely running a bit over, the question I've asked all of the guests, what does pride mean to you? I've oh. been taking the reins. Do you want to go first? No, I, <laughs> that's a, that's a question. I it don't is know how to quite a that. question. I mean, it's personal. So whatever, whatever comes to you, whatever it means to you. I feel like pride has kind of been like bunched in with a lot of outward acceptance so where you are being accepted by a majority of people or at least being accepted by some people. And I totally understand the importance of that. But I feel like for me, pride is eventually coming to that term where you can be able to accept and love yourself and be able to accept that who you are is one, not something that can be e easily changed as a lot of people would like to try to force you to believe. So to accept yourself and eventually be able to be happy with your worth as a person is, I don't know, some, some sort of semblance of pride to me. Love that. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, uh, man. Whether it's uh, LGBTQ pride or just pride in oneself, being able to express that you're proud of yourself for any sort of thing or just happy to express yourself for anything, I think that's what pride should be. Just pride in yourself for whatever you are. It's beautiful, too. All beautiful answers for the entire month. We've already heard the next week's answers. So, yeah, this is beautiful stuff. Uh, I do also want to say thank you both for being here, watching Absolutely. the movie, talking about Absolutely. it, talking about your personal experiences, things like that. It's really beautiful. And um, hopefully there will be, you know, people out there that listen to this that have similar experiences or something like that. And they can really resonate with what you're saying. So that's, you know, one thing that's very important to me, especially for this month is being able to share experiences so that other people can feel represented and feel heard and feel loved. So thank you both. Thank you for giving us that opportunity. Yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. Oh, oh hey, and thank you for being here. And do you have any plugs? Yeah. Plugs. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, please check out our other podcast that's actually on this uh, network here. That's going to be Hit It and Crit It. It's currently running an evil campaign right now. It's a D&D &D adventure featuring Mr. Marshland Monster over there himself as yeah. well. You can check us out on Twitter at Hit It and Crit It. No ampersand, and you can follow us on Instagram at hit it underscore and underscore credit. No spaces because we don't play that game. Well, they're also not allowed. And if someone <laughs> actually gives me the passwords and the stuff for the Instagram, shit will actually be on it. And same for the Twitter <laughs> account. Hey, man, we have content on there, mostly memes, but. Yeah, follow us there. Uh, you can check us out there, and it will be a great time. I promise you. Yeah. yeah. I I should just I should find friends that do D and D just so that I can be like, hey hey, can I can I do your voices? 
Can What's, I just can I be voices for you? Please just let me do something. I mean, you're my always agent welcome. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, one day you could be a guest. Um, oh my god. Why not? That, that would be, fucking that would be you guys. Fun. I'll show you my resume, which is just my voiceover class. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one quick thing I do want to say. If we ever go to the Knights of Osseus, can Nicole, because I established on the last episode that I, w- I do have a spouse there yeah. that in a very shoehorned way to make a joke <laughs> somewhat at Nicole's expense, can Nicole guest on the episode? Absolutely. Yes. In fact, I'm requesting it officially. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Corwin, what you so got to check plug? Check them out. Rudy, did you have anything to plug that you wanted to plug before we end? Uh, my phone into a charger. I don't know what percent it's on. <laughs> that's about Get it. him a charger. <laughs> my, my plug for the day. A Dodge for Charger, because I would like the... a new car instead. Oh, yes. Um, two of those, please. Yes. Uh, though I don't really like Dodge Chargers. That... Oh, whatever. It's a car. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll Thanks. sell it or something later. Just yeah. give me a car. <laughs> I need me some money. I can drive. My plug is... I'm in a show with my theater company, Saltbox Theater Collective. You have heard the director for the show and the artistic director and founder of the company, Brian Fruits. He's been on here. He was in a previous episode. Go listen to it and everything. But we're doing a show in July and the beginning of August. We're doing Macbeth. I'm in it. I play Thane Angus. I am growing out a big old bushy beard for it. So as soon as that show's over, I'm going to shave and you'll get a before and after. So that'll be beautiful. Oh, the beard's so nice. Come see us. Come see us in that show. I'm working really hard to be good. It's been two years since I've been on stage. So it's only four weeks. So catch me while you can. (laughs) And uh, also follow us on Twitter for this podcast at This Movie's Gay. As always, follow my theater company stuff. Saltbox Theater Collective. James puts all the information and in links. Yeah, all of that. Those are those are those are my plugs. All right. Follow me on Twitter. Uh-oh, at Corwin. Corwin's yeah. blowing up on the teledrone. Is my this a cousin? Fun? Okay. Do you, you don't need to take it. I'll figure it out. Okay. All right, guys. Listen to my other podcasts. What the hell? Mouth hit it and crit it. A mostly speaking Sentai, and I'll get there. Wherever you're listening to this, you can listen to those podcasts. Or if you want to show a friend more links to listen, go to mlmpod.com. Speaking of which, we're trying to get an AC unit for the summer times. Ooh, it's going to be so hot. Ooh, we're sweaty. (laughs) You can donate to those causes, such as, you know, the wonderful people over at It Takes Two to Toku on Twitter and Instagram. The two is the number two, so it's It Takes Number Two to Toku. They donated. They're fantastic people. Also, Steve F. at Hit People Guy on Twitter. They're wonderful. Any money you donate goes directly back into this podcast to like other people in the past who have donated to get us the website domain of MLMPod.com or this AC unit that we're currently trying to get. And also listen to my rap music, Marsh, <laughs> Land, <laughs> Monster. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I put out a CD called King Kaiser X. It's a Godzilla-related one. Made all the beats in it. Uh, Please listen to all of that. You can download it all for free on MLMPod.com. That's all I got. Oh, also, check out Nicole's stuff on DarlingHomebody.com. She makes awesome prints, 
keychains, all this awesome stuff. It's original artwork. You can also find the web comic that I do, Crumb Bums, over on darlinghomebody.com and the old mini comic she did called Darling Homebody. <laughs> you can see stories about me. It's autobiographical. That's all I've got. I've been James. Oh, I've been Corwin. I've been Rudy Patootie. Uh, what was I? Chet Jackweed? Yeah. Jagweed, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 That was impressive. <laughs> Real weird. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media Production, produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today.